We're exclusive on the production. Your experience just got serious. Season two. Yes, y'all already know what time it is, man. Time to get down to the nissle bristle of everything that's been going on. Welcome to episode 13. 10 on the clock. I'm Tyrone Smith. Wrong to exclusive. Hustle Bandit, Sneaker Bandit, 4.0 Island. Lock them up wrong. Y'all already know what time it is, man. And before we get into the episode, uh, there's a couple things I want to say. Um, yesterday was Martin Luther King Day. So hopefully you guys were out doing the events that I'm pretty sure a lot of cities had for that particular day. If you got the chance to enjoy a day off of work, I hope you took advantage of that. If you got the chance to work today to get you a little extra money, I hope you took advantage of that. Never underestimate the impact that Dr. King had on the world in the civil rights movement. That man was one of the founding fathers to get in us where we are now, where it seems like everybody kind of gets along. You know, you still have those people who are don't agree with <laughs> abiding by color or whatever the case may be. But we do live in a world now where everybody, for the most part, can be cordial together. And Dr. King, along with Malcolm X, had a lot to do with um, that particular reasoning in the world today. So... Happy Martin Luther King Day to everybody. Also, this is on a personal level. Happy birthday to my mother. I could go a whole episode about the impact that this woman has had on my life. Mama, I love you. The impact that she's had on many other lives. She's the 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 phone a friend, the lifeline. If we want to play, who wants to be a millionaire in life? She she's all of that. She's the acts, the audience. She she does all that. She's been a, a, a impactful woman in 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 the genre of my family. And to me, I always I I I will always say that I, I took advantage. Or, and I wouldn't say take advantage, but I underestimated the impact of who she was as a woman. I mean, just because when you're growing up, you feel like you got all the answers. You feel like everything that you say is the right way. You feel that the old school approach to certain things isn't the best way to go about things. And I was rebellious in, in that in that factor. There was a lot of times where I didn't listen and, and it ended up biting me in the butt and turning out that the way that she was telling me how I should go about doing things was the exact way that I should have went about doing them. I think because of her, I'm a little more cautious to certain things. Cause one thing I can't say about my mom, she is super cautious about stuff. It's always a, a second and third question to anything that, that, that goes on. And, and for the, for, 
for all good reasons for the most part. You can't, a lot of people go into things, they sound good, but ultimately you got to deal with that, the backlash and the everything else that comes with it. So I would say that she taught me to kind of think before I go about doing certain things. Just because you, you it may seem like the, the good thing, but you got to think about all the other things that could possibly come up as you're going as you're taking advantage of, of the great thing. I could go on and on about this woman, but my mom knows how I feel about her and everybody else who knows me knows how I feel about my mom. And I'm going I'm to leave it at that. So, mom, happy birthday. Happy 23rd birthday. <laughs> I love you more than you will ever, 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 ever know. And thank you for always being in my life. And thank you for always being somebody that I can depend on when times get tough. The way I watch other moms treat other children and kind of leave them to have to fend for themselves at times when they probably need their parents the most makes me appreciate you that much more. And thank you for everything. I know there's multiple ways that I can repay you back. And I know that I'm going to make sure that I do that. I'm going to make sure that I give you your flowers because you deserve them. You, you most definitely deserve them. So happy birthday to mom. Happy Martin Luther King Day to everybody out there who participated and celebrated in it. Now that we got that out the way, let's get into this episode. All right, we're going to start off with our locks of the week. Y'all already know what time it is. I went four and two in my redemption week. Remember last week I said that this is going to be the redemption week because I went three and seven and I almost went three and eight. If I would have picked the Clippers Timberwolves game because I had the Clippers winning that game, but the Timberwolves ended up winning. So this is my redemption week. I went four and two, which gives me a record of 65 and 40. And the games that I'm focusing on this week is on Saturday, January the 21st. Now, Saturday features a seven-game schedule. So, I'm going to give y'all my picks. And y'all can do it. Y'all can do with them whatever y'all want to do with them. But these are my picks for January 21st, Saturday. First up, I'm going to take the Celtics to defeat the Raptors. Give me the Magic to defeat the Wizards. Give me the Hawks over the Hornets. In my game of the night, you can give me the Cavaliers over the Bucks. In my upset special, give me the Rockets over the Timberwolves. I'm going to take the Pacers to defeat the Suns. And in my lock of the night, I'm going to take Sacramento to defeat the Sixers. Those are my locks of the week. I want to talk briefly about these numbers because I've been doing a lot of, I've been talking a lot about the numbers that these cats been putting up lately. They've been putting up some NBA 2K type numbers. 
So I decided that I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna make a segment out of the numbers that these players have been putting up. And the name of this new segment on the show is called What, what, the, the, what numbers the Numbers, numbers like? like? And this is gonna break down every game from Monday through Sunday. I'm gonna talk about the high scoring player for that day and who else put up at least 30 points. So let's go ahead and let's talk about these numbers. So Monday, Jalen Brunson put up 44 points. He shot 15 for 30 from the field, 4 of 10 from 3, 10 for 10 from the line. And you had four other players put up at least 30. You had CJ put up 34, Jamal Murray put up 34, Tatum put up 32, and Harrison Barnes put up 30. Donovan Mitchell put up 46 on Tuesday, shooting 14 for 27, 7 for 18 from the 3, 11-11 from the foul line. You also added 5 rebounds, 6 assists, and 3 steals in this game against the Jazz. You also had 6 other players put up at least 30, and that would be Joel Embiid who put up 36, Jimmy Butler put up 35, Kawhi Leonard put up 33, Terry Rozier put up 33, Jordan Clarkson put up 32, and Dane put up 30. And let's not also forget about the numbers Luka put up that day, because Luka put up a 43 piece, shot 12 for 22 from the field, 3 and 9 from 3, 16 for 21 from the foul line, and he also added 11 rebounds, 7 assists, and 2 steals. Wednesday. Jalen Brown put up a 41 piece, shooting 15 for 21 from the field, 3 of 6 from 3, 8 for 9 from the foul line. He also had 12 rebounds. In addition, seven other players put up at least 30. CJ McCullum put up 38 in that same game. It was the Celtics and the Pelicans. He put up 38. John Morant put up 38. Zach Levine put up 38. Jalen Brunson put up 34. Tatum put up 31, Sadiq Bey put up 31, and Buddy Hill had 31 points. Thursday, Dane put up 50, and they lost, but he put up 50. Shot 16 for 28 from the field, 5 of 13 from 3, and 13 for 15 from the foul line. You also have five other players put up at least 30. Those players would be Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who put up 37. Pascal Siakam put up 35. Luka Doncic put up 35. Also had 14 rebounds and 13 assists. And in my opinion, which is the game of the year so far, which I'm going to talk about a little later. Lamelo Ball put up 32. And Kyle, no, Joel Embiid, I'm sorry. Joel Embiid put up 30. Friday, Kyle Kuzma put up 40. 14 for 27 from the field, 410 from 3, 8 for 9 from the foul line. He also added 7 rebounds and 7 assists. Four other players also put up 30, including Jalen Brunson once again with 34. Jonas Valanciunas put up 33. Damian Lee put up 31. And Anthony Edwards put up 31. Demonte Sabonis also had a 19.15 rebound, 16 assist triple-double, which I also have to note because that's, that's crazy within itself. Now I'm saying Saturday, Jordan Clarkson. Led the NBA in points scored on that particular day. He had 38 points, shot 16 for 29 from the field, 3 of 12 from 3, 3 of 3 from the foul line. He also added 9 rebounds and 5 assists. 
Six other players also scored at least 30 that day. 36 from Damian Lillard, 33 from Jason Tatum, 31 from James Harden and LaMelo Ball, and 30 from Malcolm Brogdon and Joel Embiid. And Sunday, Nikola Vucevic had 43 points, shot 18 from 31 from the field, 5 of 10 from 3, and 2 of 2 from the foul line. He also added 13 rebounds, 4 assists, and 4 steals. You had 4 players score at least 30, and 2 additional players score at least 40. Julius Randle scored 42. Damian Lillard scored 40. LeBron James scored 35. Joel Embiid scored 35. Terrence Mann had 31, and Kawhi Leonard had 30. That is the first installment of what them numbers looking like for the week. Let's get into the nitty-gritty of the episode. First things first, let's talk about the Alamo Dome. They were in the news this week because they hosted the largest game of fans in NBA history when 68,323 packed the dome for the Golden State Warriors San Antonio Spurs game. Now, the game ended up being a 144-113 blowout by the Warriors, but it was the principle of the fact, considering the Spurs played in the Alamo Dome and had much success there. Now, I think that this should open up more opportunities for NBA teams to go go to their football counterpart arenas, like the Pistons should play a game at Ford Field, The Hawks should play a game at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. The Mavericks, if they ever decide that they wanted to play a game at AT AT&T Stadium, that'd be a ridiculous game. I remember the All-Star game was there. That's, I think that's the largest All-Star game. That might be the largest basketball game in history. It had like a hundred and something thousand there. 68,000 to watch the San Antonio Spurs play, considering the fact that the Spurs haven't really been good this year. It's still a great look. And this is a diehard San Antonio fan base. I talked about Luka Doncic's triple-double on Thursday. The 35.14 rebound, 13 assist triple-double. That was a part of probably one of the best games that I've seen so far this year. And that was the Lakers-Mavericks game that went into two overtimes. That the Dallas Mavericks eventually ended up winning 119-114. This game just kind of cements what I what I feel about the Lakers. I feel that they play with the LeBron factor on their on on their shoulders. They feel because they have LeBron James on their team that they can come out and kind of coast at any point in the game to the point where they're down 15, 16 points. And once they see that nobody's really intimidated by the LeBron factor and they're going to let LeBron do him and they're going to try to stop and they're going to make somebody else beat them and nobody else can beat them right now. That's when they come out, they play with a little more urgency, a little more desperation, and they they bring themselves back into games when, for the most part, it shouldn't necessarily be like this. Like, it should always be if you're going to lose a game, lose a game. If you're going to win a game, win a game. Like, they, they, make, they make it too... They make it too interesting. And that's just that's that's not to just say that that's just on the Lakers. The counterparts 
the teams that build these big leads, they 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 kind of coast a little bit. Stop playing with us. I say that because when the Lakers get down, you know they're down. Their body language is changing. They're taking quick shots. They're making ill-advised turnovers. They're not playing team basketball. At that point, everybody wants to kind of play hero ball. The Lakers got to get out of the LeBron factor basketball, and they got to play with desperation from quarter one to quarter four. For Dallas, it got better for them once they took the ball out of Luka's hands and they put it in Dinwiddie's hands. Luka, for the talent that he is, he had a stretch during that fourth quarter where he was just awful. Like he wasn't getting his shots. He was turning the ball over. He was just, he was doing it. Unilevised plays that made the game closer than what it should have been. For that being said, Lucas still went out there and he put up numbers. But Dewey was the deciding factor in that overtime. He had two dunks that I'm like, dang, didn't he just come off of an ACL? Yeah. Drove that thing and 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 dunked it. It, it, it was a good look. Had a, a nice little move in the post. So it was good to see Dinwiddie start to assert himself because a lot of people were really was really starting. Well, I don't even think it's a debate no more that they should have kept Jalen Brunson. But a lot of people are criticizing Dinwiddie for that. They brought him in in the trade, which limited what they were able to do with Jalen Brunson. So to see him have that particular game, it was nice to see. The physicality of the game is what impressed me. The refs let them play, which in today's NBA is, isn't a thing. It's not allowed. They're not going to let them play physical basketball. You can see from all of the complaining that the teams is doing, they were not used to playing that type of basketball because the NBA now is just so, it's so offensive oriented that they call foul if you just touch their hip. Now, that particular game, Thursday night's game, was very physical, and I love, I love to see it. One thing that bothered me though was the league coming out and saying that the refs missed seven, seven calls during the course of that game. Like, I feel like why, why even come out and say that? Like the the ref reports at the end of these games, I just don't think, I don't think they're fair to the referees. Look, we all human. We all make mistakes. We all do things that. We look back on and we say, wow, if I would have did that differently or wow, I missed that. If I, if I would have seen that, then I definitely would have did something about it. Look, don't try to try to make players feel some type of way. Try to give them vindication by saying, oh, yeah, the refs missed seven calls during the course of that game. It's human nature. If you don't want a human to mess up, then get a robot or get somebody who is ill-advised from making mistakes. That really bothered me about these reports. Not just this particular one, but just reports when they always make a report about, oh yeah, the refs missed this, the refs missed that. Well, excuse the refs for being human. Let's talk about Dwayne Devin because he got suspended for throwing a massage gun at the middle of the court after he had a discussion with Eric Spoelstra. Now, I don't think this this isn't Jimmy or this isn't Tyler or Bam, but still throwing throwing objects on the court because you having a disagreement with your coach. It's just it's ridiculous. I can pretty much assure that Dwayne Dedman either is gonna have his playing time limited 
or he's not going to be in a rotation or they about to trade him because that just does not fit the heat style of basketball or just the heat style of player throwing the temper tantrum if it's butler yes because like he's the guy he's the he's the leader of the team but not Dwayne dead man come on Dwayne, man like really and it's also been reported that the heat is going to be changing their arena name to the miami date arena and they will now scrap all ftx affiliation from their records and their courts and all of that good stuff now they signed this deal back in 2021 but ftx ended up going into bankruptcy so they decided to terminate all affiliations with the company and miami i mean it looked like they they're starting to come back they they have two impressive wins against the milwaukee bucks they are currently seventh in the eastern conference which means they'll be in the play-in they did lose last night to the atlanta hawks but look considering where they was at one point to where they are right now it's a good look shout out to donovan mitchell who I feel should be in the top five consideration for MVP. Everybody had their notions about the trade. I initially thought that Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland was going to be similar to Colin Sexton in Darius Garland because Donovan Mitchell and Colin Sexton to me are the same players in more aspects. I mean, they, the combo guards have more emphasis on scoring the ball than playmaking. They're high volume shooters and they're both under six foot three. So I looked at this and I said, is this going to change the dynamic in Cleveland? Colin Sexton does not play a lot, but is this what we could have possibly seen from a Darius Garland, Colin Sexton backcourt? And the answer is no. One of Mitchell's positive traits that I think is his leadership. He's never too high or low in situations. And I think that's what the Cavs need because for the most part, the Cavs are still a young team. When you look at Evan Mobley, Darius Garland within itself, Isaac. I mean, they have a lot of young pieces that are expected to contribute a lot of big things for the Cavaliers to win games night in and night out. After his 71 points last week, he put up a 22-point game, a 46-point game that I mentioned, another 26-point game, and a 14-point game. He averaged 27 points this week. So when we're talking about MVPs, Jokic, Tatum, and B, I think we have to put Donovan Mitchell in that consideration. And that's been the episode. I appreciate y'all rocking out with me. We're getting closer and closer to the All-Star game. Shout out to consistency. <laughs> I've actually put out episodes every week. Last week, I mean last year, look, I have my reasons, whatever. But this year, I've been doing well. So shout out to me. I'm Tyrone Smith. Wrong 2 exclusive hustle band and sneaker band at 4.9 and lock them up wrong. Daytona 360 signing out. And I will holla at y'all next week. Peace.